You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 124. Uh, we're back with, uh, well, moments ago we finished the other episode, but that was a week ago for you guys. So, uh, Andy, Bronte, Dutchie, all still here, all still still happening. It felt like a week in here, to be honest. Oh, yeah. We were just itching to get back here. Mm. <laughs> itching. Exactly really right. drags on, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. We'll get we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Andy, you just met, you just dropped a bombshell oh, in that little yeah. break there about uh, having a problem with your ticket. What like what's going on? And well, thanks for saving it for the sh- second show unintentionally. Yeah, that's it. What well, just just came to my forefront when I was thinking, oh, what do I need to do before this next match? Yeah, probably fix it, your gun. Fix my rifle. What happened? Um, was it because you painted it? Is the wrong color now? <laughs> no, no. But um, no. It was, it was funny actually. Uh, my mate and I. This is while we were out hunting. We had uh, a couple of um, things lined up to shoot and we were on the back of the ute and we we're going all right let's do this at the same time on one and i've gone yep no worries three two bang and i was like oh that was weird and immediately i got called a, a yeah all sorts of things beep, beep. yep and you know um, you know you said the most offensive word out of all of them yeah <laughs> when you're like oh i'll self-censor this you <laughs> <laughs> you do. Anyway, you do remember. Yeah, I can. I can yeah. put a. Uh, you, the, I can put this noise over yeah. the top. Yeah. But anyway, not I'll live. <laughs> not to those two people who can't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, well, the Patreons get an uncensored yeah. version anyway. Yeah, they right. didn't get it all. So get, just, well, so I'll, anyway, on, I was. Um, you know, they looked at me and they were like, "That's a dog move!" Like three, two, bang. Well, is that the only way you're going to heal? <laughs> and you just turned to them. Like, Why'd you miss? <laughs> 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 Can't you count it two? <laughs> uh, but um, no. Oh, when you said one, I thought we meant like on two, but like on yeah. one, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Well, there's two yeah. of us. One, one, one two, <laughs> one, one, two, one, two, <laughs> three, two. Yeah, yeah. God, I would have so. got it. Oh, good. Anyway, um, yeah. So after cycling the bolt a couple more times and feeling the trigger, I, I realised that uh, my Screw, it's a two-stage trigger. My screw had loosened off all the way out, so I didn't have any second stage. It was Ooh. just... So on number two, I was taking up the slack and then it just went off. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> cool. but, yeah, so, so you need to fix your trigger? Well, I, no, back at, back at camp. Isn't that modifying the trigger now? No, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, I think he's just uh, he's in open he's now. DQ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about the paint job? You know, yeah. it's reducing the friction coefficient of the yeah. surface of the rifle. Heard therefore, you know, Andy yep. is a cheat. That's why he does well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All um, aspects. All right. All right. All right. Even out the here. illegal ones. Anyway, winding it in a bit of Loctite will do it. I think. Okay. Okay. Is that factory it. Loctite? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> So uh, I don't know yeah. if you've met our uh, our uh, production. Uh, He's uh, right on it. What is it? Scrutineer, Dutchy over here is uh, now the production. Anyway, good. All right. So uh, as a new uh, new um, um, segment on this podcast, we are we're doing the top uh, question from the Practical Precision Rifle Australia group uh, on Facebook. And uh, I said in the last one we may never do it again. Well, here we are because a post went up while we we're doing that podcast. Uh, here it is, gents. 
Okay. So it is a a picture. It's a meme from Butters, um, quality Butters. It's a uh, it's a dog getting smacked, uh, well, getting hit with a thong, and uh, and the dog is meant to represent shooters, and the thong taking uh, taking a whack to the shooters is uh, meant to represent when you have a sling only stage. Just for clarity's sake, yeah. Um, Thong in Australia is the equivalent of a jandal or <laughs> no, flip flop no, or to. something else in what some other part of the world. No, just dealing with it. Thong. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Take a thong to the face. <laughs> All aspects. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, good meme. Good meme, butters. Well done. Yep. There will be uh, there will be more slings. Mm. Get good at slings, guys. Get good at unsupported shooting. It's in most of the matches. Uh, all right. So, hey, uh, one thing we mentioned, uh, no, we alluded to last uh, last week that there was going to be some sort of announcement relating to something. So here it is. We're going to be doing t-shirts again. Andy, you didn't wear your t-shirts, not disappointed. Actually, I'm happy. About it. It's good. No, you're still still working a shooting shirt. Um, we're going to be doing precision shooting podcast t-shirts. Uh, the design's going to go up soon, but at the moment, the uh, the contender for the design is one that just says all aspects, mm. all aspects, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. We've had a few guys uh, say. I mean, I'm, I am tempted to put Andy with a Ute cannon in front of him, but uh, we are thinking uh, something with a new logo on the back and uh, all aspects on the front. And uh, Dutchie's going to try and uh, filter yeet in there somewhere. We'll see if that gets uh, gets on there. They won't allow it. <laughs> they is us. So <laughs> yeah, you've actually got a pretty good chance yeah. <laughs> getting that one across the line. Highly likely. <laughs> well, I actually look, looked on the High Point website. You can get a yeet cannon T-shirt. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. Oh, can you? Really? All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. We copyright infringement. Here we come. <laughs> Let's go sue them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure we came up with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I was here. Rusty was here. Andy was here. It's yeah. sold. Witnesses. I <laughs> yeah. know we are broadcasting. And we are Patreon. Yeah, it, was, it was live. Oh, you yeah. can too. Yeet Cannon shirts. <laughs> oh, we are definitely ripping that. I mean, getting them. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be good. We should really cool those like the YC10. Just one better. <laughs> this one goes to 11. We'll get the YC. Oh, oh, hello. Now we're taking next level. All aspects. <laughs> All right, so if you remember from last episode, we were answering listener questions. I said this one was going to be more PRS sort of uh, Look directly how cheap related. It is. It's cheaper than the gun. It's $22. Yeah, 22 US. It's not about the same price. I was having gun. a stab at the quality of the product. God damn, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you can get that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that actually the. Amateurs. Amateurs. The picture on the front of the shirt, is that yep. actually what they're expecting the finished product? No, no, that, that's a H and K. Oh, it <laughs> looks a little bit different than most H and Ks that I've seen. Yeah, well, that's also, the point. Yeah. I don't want to have it associated. With <laughs> <laughs> like this is good for a laugh, guys. Like, well, what's a production run? A couple mil? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be laughing about this for years. <laughs> like Just don't make it look like anything gold. we actually make. Don't worry. Don't worry. Good. Good. All right, mm. so first one of the uh, the really PRSE type questions: uh, Open versus production. Ben Kennedy asked, jumping straight into open category versus starting in production. Uh, ben is a member of our club, so uh, we know we pro- he's probably deciding now to, to get involved in PRS and which one to go down the path of. Uh, Andy, you're, you're you're probably the most experienced in this, given that you did jump into production. Uh, I've got some thoughts on it because uh, I'm heavily biased here, but. Um, Tell us why you jumped into production and uh, not open. 
how much money you got. <laughs> is that yeah. like a personal question or is this? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just because <laughs> you'll um, be greatly disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, funnily enough, I actually um, bought my tack in that sort of setup, um, not knowing what the top limit was in production. Okay. Yep. Um, that was just the best that I like. I, I got a rifle that I th- wanted to last. So I went with the best one I could afford at the time. Mm-hmm. And the main reason I went with the scope I did was for the reticle. Got the uh, Horace 59 in it. Um, okay. So that, yeah, those two combination of things just happened to fall into yeah. Yeah, into production. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't see a reason you have to start in production. Um, I mean, yeah, if, if I had another few grand to splash on a scope and another couple of grand on a on a custom barrel at the time and that sort of stuff i you know that's what i'd have ended up in open yeah, yeah. that's probably would have what i would have yeah. done um okay and i think it's inevitable i'll be up there anyway so <laughs> oh, that's right yeah and I'll, I'll probably yeah i'll be running probably the same stuff to start with yep in in open so and mm. yeah so from my point of view uh, obviously deciding the categories and, and seeing you know, watching the the league the, the, uh, the competition run at the moment, you know, uh, what was funny is a number of guys after your win at Steelpocalypse, Andy, mm. were like, oh, so Andy's gone up. He's won two in a row. So he's gone up. And where that was derived from was that the year before, Zilmi won two in a row and then was suggested heavily to move up to <laughs> open. And the reason, to be really clear, the reason he was suggested to move up wasn't because he won two in a row. It was because he uh, was well in front of second and third and fourth yeah there was there was a big gap now between him and and the rest of production which isn't what production's about production is about having a secondary division that is competitive and and training new guys into it it's very different this season because you've got uh you've got david nibbling at your heels Mm -hmm. on on eight points shy of you and and then reese like a point or half a point behind him and then ian only a few points behind him if we took a snapshot right now and went into the finale with double points available, um, you're not guaranteed walking away winner. In fact, you're not mm. even guaranteed walking away placing, like mm. in top top three. You are you you would have to shoot well to maintain that. And so, if you were to move up to open now and being forced to move up, you could choose to, but you you being forced to, well, they would have to move up, and then Reese would have to move up, and you're mm. like, where do you cut that? And so, the, the idea of that secondary division is to be competitive. Having said that, we are in very early stages of the the PRS sort of running here, the series running here, and, and you will find, I suspect, over the next year or two, that, that uh, a lot of guys have gone in to their appropriate divisions based on the price of the gear they had without buying gear for the series. Now, we're seeing a little bit more of that now, and it's coming through, but there's still guys who are who are in open who probably, and, and a couple have asked, can they go back to production or can they go to production um, if they run different gear? And for some of them, you know, you look at their finishes and you go, yeah, you would still, you, you would not be gaming, you would not be sandbagging, you wouldn't be dropping down to try and sit at the top. You'd be dropping down to try and be with your peers shooting with guys who are shooting to similar levels to you. Great. What will also happen is there'll be a readjust. You know, you, you guys will, number of you would move into open um, next year to the competitive shooters will go over to open and, and keep production competitive at the level it is. And, and I suspect that that level of production will, uh, skill level would drop 
over the next year or two to really be a good entry point for it, and and other guys will move uh, through to uh, to open. So we, we'll see how that pans out. But it's just one of those things that it's early early in the in the league side of things, and and these things take a little bit of time to shake out and sort of sit how you intended for them. Um, particularly because you know two years ago there wasn't really a PRS a series, and people bought gear without the context of where they were trying to sort of jump into. So. Mm, but really, a year in production, maybe two, and then, and then jump into open, free yourself from the restrictions is mm. the way to do it. Uh, right, so Ben, uh, should you jump into open or, or production? Uh, mate, look at this, you know, jump jump into it. Um, if you are choosing to buy gear, don't, you know, and you've got the dollars, don't hamper yourself. Yeah, don't don't limit yourself. If you've yeah. got the availability of getting some good quality stuff, yeah, yeah. don't, don't You're going to improve as a shooter in open same speed i guess you yeah. would in production if you, you yeah know, if you've got good quality gear well you may you, so may, you may as well yeah shoot yeah. the same course of fire don't you you do yeah so, yep. okay cool if, if you're in a position where you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna buy a really top end scope and that's gonna actually throw you out of production or but if you, you already have one or something you, yeah like that. or you're yeah. committed to like you want to go down that path and you know there's a sport you enjoy and you'll get you mm. a lot of use out of it fine jump into it work your way up that ladder uh if you are tentative about it and just want to sort of try it out cool buy some bit cheaper and jump into a production see how you go sucking to see so yeah it will be a good uh question that's related um from scott brownlee one of several from one shot scott uh, are there any plans for a what he calls nato class but he uh, the the uh, other one is uh, in the us it's called the tactical division which is a 223308 limitation any thoughts on that, guys? Would you would you like to see something like that happen? No. No. Oh, okay, Bronte, tell us why. Because it's a precision series. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Even though I believe in the last episode you were telling people to run like a 2-4, to yeah. a 2-3 yeah, to with a 95 grain uh, projectile. It was a yeah, two two fifty AI. That was a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was a week. So it wasn't a two right. two three. It was a twenty two two fifty AI. So you're right. That was last week. You, plenty of time week. to change your opinion. No, yeah, it's no, just your memories cool. have faded in the last forty five minutes. It's because of a dimple. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a dimple on your brain. It's exactly right. No, fair call. <laughs> fair call. You were correct. Okay, uh, you wouldn't like to see it because you don't think those cartridges are accurate enough. No, I just think that ballistics have moved forward in the world. Oh, hey, if that's what you've got, run it by all means and that. But sure. to set up a whole separate category just for it, I don't think there's the shooter pool really mm. around the place to, to justify that because essentially you get to the point where there's 12 different competitions around and everyone gets a prize. Yep. And it's essentially gotcha. becomes a participation match again. Nice. Which, you know. Okay, good. I don't know. Andy, any thoughts, mate? You, you nodded when <laughs> I said it, so. Oh, I, I just thought, um, not sure what sort of scale you want to go to, but for the the people who are might already have those calibers or those rifles just as a, a hunting sort of gun yep. lying around, yep. and they go, oh, Should yeah. Really put them in a safe if they're lying around. <laughs> you should. He's quick, or stand, he? stand your safe up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or check your safe. <laughs> Jesus, fall them down. It's <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, it's got check my house more often. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was cold in here. <laughs> should get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah. Counter counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Gun security, uh, all aspects is the all important aspects. thing to do. Your roof, t-shirts coming soon. <laughs> They're lying around. Put them away. <laughs> okay, okay. And after so, you put them away, so yeah. So, yeah. so for people who just want to might have that stuff already, and they yep. want to jump into something but not compete with the precision guys. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but surely, if they've got that, they're going to be after quali- generally speaking, they'll qualify for production class anyway. I mean, correct so, me from, so, so often what, what we see is, and where, where the where it differs and where it's really popular in the US, is you've got a two to three, you bought um, that aside, we'll get to that in a sec, but you, you've got a two to three and you've chucked it into a, like a different stock or something along those lines, mm. right? And and so you, you aren't competing with the six mils and six five so much, but you, you, you've done a tweak to your gun that throws you out of production and it, it, it's that point there you mentioned law enforcement that's really where it's come from it's that's why in the u.s is because of the tactical division and there's some more clarification around it but the the idea as far as i'm aware the guys i've spoken to was that the guys who are serving currently can utilize their work guns yep. in a competition to get better at it so they're better at the Which job it's fantastic and that's yeah. that absolutely is great yeah and for that yep aspect uh, is 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 Brilliant to have that, but it's not such a thing. It's not so practical here. Um, yeah. And the the other thing I think you mentioned, Andy, is the scale. The scale of the matches is that we well maybe it was you, Brandy. I forget. I can barely remember five minutes ago, let alone last week. Uh, is the you know everyone getting a prize of so many different divisions and categories and bits and pieces. Um, Participation trophies. Yeah, and and well. Costs you know, that these you know these trophies are not cheap things. Uh, they they call, and so you know start putting another division in. That's another two or three, four trophies or, or however many. And uh, that's you know with sixty shooters, it's not sensible. With a hundred shooters, yeah, different, yeah, it becomes. Yeah. yeah, I uh, we have talked about it at a, a club level of maybe introducing like a two to three category, so that the two to three guys are shooting. And there's some. So Scott, to answer your question, there there is some merit in in something. There is probably a gap there that needs to be filled. The events need to grow a little bit larger, I think, to to cater for it. Um, but there is something there that, that would be an appropriate category, a, a mid category. And the, the idea has always been to be something. What it looks like, we'll see. We'll see. So now, as as a shooter getting into this particular, well, thinking about it until Andy told me what he does before each stage. Yeah. Um, I own I'm both as well, actually. a two, two, three, and a three oh eight. Yep. And then nothing else suitable for PRS. A two two oh eight. Combine. I got an ultra mag. No. Okay. That. Good. All right. Good. It's pretty suitable. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I I agree with Bronte. I don't think there's a big enough shooter pool in Australia to have like warrant its own little subsection. Like it's it might be. Um, a nice thing to have, like you know, a two two three only class, but it's even better using your factory two two three and beating someone like Bronte because his firing pin's protruding too far, and then well, not far enough, or not far case, enough, man. and yeah. then going, well, I'm running a factory two two three, mate. What's, on what's your excuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. beating me, and then just and then just listening <laughs> and listening to the it. excuse roll out and yeah. just go, mate, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's fair. Is that you? We need a larger shooter pool. Yeah, um, but that is a matches. really good point. Yeah. He's brought up. I, you know, you don't want to just rocked up award. Yep. Um, it's a cool concept. I think. Mm. Th- that's but why I needs, say there needs to be more people. There's something to it, but we need we need some more parameters around it. And, and yeah. But the thing is, you know, if you're if you're say in a Dutch situation where that's the equipment you've got. Yeah. You know, you're going there to shoot the match. It's probably 
you know, you haven't got yourself so you haven't gone out and bought a rifle purely for that style of shooting. It's using the equipment, which is absolutely fantastic, getting yep. into it. Um, but, you know, mm. whether you have that or a 6.5, without being rude, it's probably not going to really influence. If you're shooting a 308 or a 6.5 or a 6 mil, your result at the end of the day probably isn't actually going to be that different if it's yep. your first time ever shooting one of these competitions yeah, with whatever you're using. So the, the question remains then, uh, based on, on what you just said, is that if, you, if you're if you using what you've got, uh, if you had that category, would you get more shooters along who would feel that they would f- they would fit in that category a lot better than either of the ones that exist currently? Would would you get to a PRS match, would you get an extra 30 shooters because of that? Therefore, that's probably enough to warrant a category. Nah. It's not a question I'm looking for an answer on directly. It's just one of those things that that would, if there were, if 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 you said, oh, we're going to open up a two to three only category, and we, you know, for some way imaginable, we we knew that we were going to get an extra thirty shooters hey, because if you did of a rimfire only category, you would get your wow. thirty shooters. Yeah, we just have to set up a whole stack more targets. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious oh. watching people shoot nine hundred meters with a rimfire. Good. Uh, some more questions uh, from uh, from Scott, One Shot Scott. How does one learn to score a spot in the sport apart from jumping into a national round? Shoot a club match, score at a club match. Yeah. Mm. I, um, I I like what we do with our club uh, with with that side of things is we, um, we don't ask people if they'd like to spot or score. We hand them an iPad and say, hey, you're scoring now. Um and people learn quick. The, the iPad side of things, a lot of people think it's really hard to score a match and <laughs> you hit hit or miss and then choose someone's name. Sometimes you get the name right, sometimes eh, whatever. But yeah. you, uh, you, you, it's pretty easy to learn and, and the way to spot, it's great to have. If it's your first time, jump on a spotter, start calling impact out and one of the more experienced guys will give you a heads up whether it was actually a hit or not. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. I think to answer that question, Scott, club level, yeah, just just, and I encourage the other clubs who are listening or starting clubs, uh, or whatever. Just everyone, everyone's a stage officer all the time during. You know, like as you said, Andy, two or three shooters out, you're starting to focus on cool. Two or three shooters out, you go off and do your thing. The other dudes who are there, they focus on spotting or scoring or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, we we seem to have a pretty good culture of that at our club, and mm. uh, yeah, highly encourage others to do that. Well, that's it. I mean, it helps you. I, I've learned a lot just helps by you shoot as well. yeah, just by being behind a spotter. I might not be spotting um, and calling impacts. I might just be spotting, you know, for my own gain. Um, but just knowing what the target looks like when it's a hit, like the way it might the the splash might occur or the target might swing if it hits on the left side, you know, the target was going to swing that side. Just knowing what the target looks like when it is or isn't an impact. Because some of them will swing, and some are on star droppers or timber posts that don't give much. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you know that you can see a bit of splash or whatever, yep. then it helps. There is a stage officer course set of videos floating around that uh, mm. if you uh, if you do sign up as an RO for a PRS national match, you do get sent the link to. And the only reason that, that link hasn't really gone public, by the way, is because they were they were literally. Uh, I was writing an email to all the stage officers and I said, I was thinking, oh, it'd be really good if we could actually like show that. You know what? I'm just going to grab a camera and do these. And they were unscripted. They were unplanned. They were just thrown <laughs> together very quickly over the course of like an hour and a half with a wonderful Lego animation in them, by the way. 
Uh, that's my. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's sort of the second best video <laughs> I've ever made. But anyway, sounds the, like Tony. Sure is quality, quality, quality. Yeah. So the that that I want to see him now. <laughs> <laughs> the intention is to reshoot that video so that we do actually have a an online video series that will work on your ROing stage or offering skills, run you through practice score, run you through a timer, run you through all those sort of things mm. of what to expect. Um, and it certainly uh, certainly can help out. Probably the timer one's a good one because those yep. things, are, unless you've sort of played around with the one, they mm. make beeps and they don't do what they're meant to do. You're meant to try to change the time and then, nope, now it's not doing what it's meant to do. And Yeah, they, they, they do whatever you set them to. It's just people not knowing how to set them yeah, exactly. <laughs> properly. <laughs> I fall uh, into that camp. One more from uh, Scott Brownlee. Are there any plans to include spotter, shooter, team stages? He really uh, likes his whole NATO class thing, doesn't he? So I should go to Mammoth Sniper Match or something like that. <laughs> Hashtag training for Mammoth. Uh, team matches. Um, from a PRS point of view, no. It's a, it's an individual competition. Uh, and, and so, therefore, that's the way it will run. Uh, there is... Certainly, talk about proams, which will include some spotting help for the amateur side of things. That's that's sort of a different thing. But we're talking about the team matches. I mean, we, you guys have all been involved with team stages at PRI sort of stuff. Um, will matches like that exist? Absolutely. Team stages are really good fun. Team matches are really good fun. And and what we will look for is as these clubs grow, and our club will be included in that. No doubt, we we will run a team match at some point. I I suspect. Mm. Yeah. Bronte's not keen, but some level of the team side of yeah, things. Yeah, you would have to talk and interact with someone for a whole day. That's <laughs> yeah. just one well, that person. That sounds quite challenging. <laughs> yeah, for them, for that person, for them, that yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, hang on, I've got to go check my firing pin protrusion. <laughs> it's all right, mate. What's, what's hey, you'd be amazing what you can do. <laughs> uh, I, no, I'd be amazing what I could ruin. Um, so, Scott, yeah, at PRS level, no, at other levels, Definitely, definitely. It'd be wonderful to have that. And my favourite team stage, no, not my favourite team stage. My favourite team stage was a stage called, no, the zombie one. I can't remember what it was called. It, there is a video of it and, uh, and you had the wobble platform and you run into the little hut and it's the one, actually it's the one that notably uh, Bronte was coaching his teammate through. Well, got to give and, a bit more context than that. Bronte though. was coaching his teammate through. I see where this is going, but you've got to get the rest of the context. Bronny was teaching his teammates through, and and Jared Robertson was was shooting, and Bronny's like, "Yeah, he's time, he's the time, take it easy, like trying to hit the hit the shots, hit the shot." Good advice, by the way. Good advice, not disagreeing with the advice. And he yells out on the video, "You're heaps of time!" And then the beep, he goes beep, and he goes, "Hurry up!" <laughs> yeah. So the, the context of that though, was, whatever, it was shooting off of a wobble platform, which was something that was probably quite. Um, Challenging, challenging, and it hadn't people hadn't had a lot of exposure, true, to at that point in time, true, and it was sort of the perceived look was accuracy by volume, um, <laughs> <laughs> and accuracy by volume wasn't cutting it working at that point in time because <laughs> on the wobble platform, the more you shoot, the more it rocks, and then you, the more you get frustrated. Yep. Yep. And there had to be two of you on that wobble platform at the end of that stage. I'm not sure if you got to that point. But no, he didn't get to that no, point. No, he didn't. That's right, because he was a hurry-up advice didn't come quick enough. But um, my one of the most interesting stages that we uh, we ran uh, for a team side of things was the one where you had a selection of three guns that was chosen at random uh, for you, selection of three ammo, 40, 50, and 60-grain projectiles chosen at random for you, and you had to communicate as a team 
uh, with a with an unknown size target with an unknown distance, and the idea was that the the spotter would call the shooter onto target and then try and get as many hits as possible. And it was very interesting those those teams that communicated well and had sorted their communication out by this stage throughout the competition did really well. Like some guys, I think it was seven shots off memory, and some guys got five. They sort of took two to get onto it and then smacked it for five. Some guys never got even close to it, and and it really came down to. Uh, it, we, we ran the numbers on it. it. wasn't a gun that was better. It wasn't an ammo that was better. They were all fine. Um, it was really the communication of of that. I mean, it was a sort of generous target at two hundred meters or two fifty or something. But yeah, so that was that was interesting. So team stuff is really good fun. I hope I hope we do see some more of that. That would be excellent. Mm. Uh, question here from Luke McKinney, uh, current top shooter in uh, in Open in PRS. Uh, congratulations, Luke. Good job. Do you think PRS will become a professional sport? And if so, how far away is it? So he's looking for career advice? He's absolutely looking for career <laughs> advice. Good job. So I did Google the definition of a professional sport just to provide some clarity. And I'm not sure whether this is what Luke means, but professional athletes play sport for a living. There is some other details, but that is the crux of it. Uh, will PRS get to that level? Yeah, if you want to live in a caravan. <laughs> what? Um, what? I don't, having noodles? Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't actually want to say no, um, but the no one in the US is, is making their living off shooting PRS matches. There, there are, are pro shooters. I've watched the video. Yeah, that's right. There yeah. are guys who are in the division of pro and are called that. There are plenty of guys in the US who make their living from shooting and a component of that is shooting matches. Now they get equipment stuff, deals on equipment for uh, for sponsorship and stuff like that. But, um, you know, really I think, Luke, it's going to depend on what your definition of professional sport is. And, and your standard to. of living, like if, your standard if you're of happy living. to live in a caravan, yeah. Uh, so, could you shoot PRS for a living? Well, it's it's going to have to become a much more, uh, fine, you know, it's going to have to be a bigger part of the shooting sports to do so. There are shooters in other disciplines who do shoot for a living. Like Jerry Mitchell comes yeah. to mind. He's but there's not too many of them. Yeah, um, he's and pretty so, impressive though. But he does it cross discipline. Yeah. Um, and he does, you know, he does displays and demos and stuff like that. So can you shoot? Can you earn? Can you earn? Can you earn a living? Living entirely out of shooting one discipline? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. Can you do it cross sponsorship deals and 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 you know, uh, booking training courses and other bits and pieces? Yeah, that's probably quite likely. Uh, it's it's possible. So I think, Luke, it will come down to what your definition of it is. Uh, there's some things that, you know, and, and he is aware of these ideas and others are, that there's some plans to, to certainly up the profile of PRS. Um, it is, I mean, it is a good sport. And, and potentially, if uh, perhaps we, we encounter a populace that is perhaps less reserved about firearms in general, and we certainly will work towards that, um, yeah, there could be some some really good support from it, but uh, unfortunately, we do we do sit in an arena that is tainted uh, and by no fault of our own individually, and it will be a challenge to get it to that point. But you know what? It's, there's no point saying no, and, and we can certainly walk towards it. How far away would it be? I don't know. But if it's going to work, it's going to work in America pretty much, and it's not uh, quite at that point there yeah. yet. Now, and they're quite a few years ahead on the PRS front. There's also yeah. a bigger population and also a lot more firearms money. company. Yeah. Which have money and all the rest. So yeah. in Australia, it's 
pretty no, unlikely so in the foreseeable he, future. He, he could. He's just got to go international. Yeah. If he's top over here, then that's a possibility. So, yeah. but yeah. I'm not saying no. No. I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to have a great standard of living, but if you no. love shooting, you won't care. <laughs> you can so, sh- eat yeah. what he shoots. Yeah, that'll yeah. hurt. <laughs> Still doesn't Still. do this very well. <laughs> uh, very good. Do you think? Do you think you'd want to see um, PRS sort of? I think it'd be like a surfing lifestyle. Yeah, like, like ev- eventually, oh, sort yeah. of like get on. Like reload in the back of the combi van would be yeah. awesome. Yes. I'm thinking more like world tours and like crashing it. Other people's places. I thought you meant getting eaten by sharks or something. Yeah, something like those. Yeah, those big you guys events ever been that are surfing? sort of. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, or even if it took over some of the more boring disciplines. Don't, don't mean to like <laughs> rat them, but like. Oh, SmackDown! Hang on, yeah, what more, what? more boring? Hang on, let's just clarify that. Oh, Which ones were you talking about? Just to. Oh, <coughs> not boring. Just not as. <laughs> he's, he's, as he's backtracking really quick. You're just oh, do you come to the range with a little is. cart <laughs> and yeah. put all your stuff in <laughs> the cart <laughs> and walk your cart no, down the line? Got this now. But so that's a, that's not allowed at PRS, is it? You can't have a cart. It's a cart-free sport, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if you're a pro, you, you probably can afford a cart. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> that's the definition of pro that Luke was going for, is do you have a like, little cart buggy, PRS buggy that, that goes along with you and carries all your gear for you? You mean if a Sherpa? So, I was, I was going to say, if so, the uh, the run what you gun, uh, run, what you run stages, <laughs> if you pick up your golf cart, uh, it could be good fun. <laughs> But they brought their helper. Yeah, so yeah. helper, so run my stuff on this no, stage. No, but you have to carry. It. You have to carry yeah. your helper. Yeah, <laughs> I am carrying my helper through life. <laughs> not, I'm helping. Not, look, yeah, not just emotionally. See, look, this is how how, how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, uh, how it's done. Uh, little Eddie Edwards asks, "How old do you have to be to get into PRS?" Uh, well, that will depend on the range. Yeah. So to be able to shoot any particular matches, you need to qualify within the age range of that particular state. And uh, there, there you go. So you, in terms of the, the PRS overall, it'll, it'll be purely bound by, by state regulations for can you shoot the particular matches. And that will probably be mostly bound by the finale. So can you shoot the finale in whatever state it is in that year? Um, yeah, that will be uh, that will be the most... So some of those ages are actually... Well, I grew up in the country and I... Grew up differently, I guess, than most people. <laughs> That's evident. Yeah, well, yeah, you get <laughs> what you get. Um, some of those ages of shooting on ranges is quite, in my eyes, 12, quite high. Isn't it, isn't it 12? Yeah. I thought it was yeah, 12 it, with a 223 in, or something like there's a calibre restriction. In uh, At our range, you can be 10. There are some parameters around it, but those parameters are able to be met if you, you know, if you're looking at doing it more long term. Uh, but 10 is the minimum you could be. Yeah, yeah, I'd and we were all probably shooting. Well, I certainly was at five. Yeah, I'd done a lot of shooting by ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andy, Andy started shooting last year. Mm. Good. Yeah. So and look at the improvement. Most improved, mate. Most improved. You don't need years of practice. Nah, just right. just natural skill. Rapid skill increase. Yeah. Uh, so little Eddie Edwards, uh, we will see him bigger than. By the way. Um, I haven't got a definitive answer for you because it will depend on the uh, state that you're based in. But as long as it's legal at your range, you're good to good to go. Uh, and and again for the national series, uh, it's really based on uh, where that finale is or whether you can qualify. So this year it's at Bernardo, and so uh, you would need to be twelve to do so. Uh, next question comes from Darren Sagar. Super lightweight rifle versus heavy rifle for PRS. 
Anticipated pros and cons if caliber cartridge is the same. Depends if you got a break, I guess. <laughs> Depends how much you know about physics. All right, well, that's school bit, us up. A bit, bit snobby, Mr. Yeah. Physics teacher. <laughs> Mr. Oh, oh, lay no. down the law. I was, no, I was, just, I was just wondering how many rounds till your barrel starts drooping on the lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> what if, if you're using something like your um, carbon wrap one? It's highly unlikely to be the issue. But a lot of the PRS is all about recoil management. For the guys that shoot best, all they're trying to do is get the least recoil. Yep. So, you know, your recoil um, is essentially comes... It comes down to momentum management. Momentum is mass times velocity. So you increase the mass, it reduces the velocity. Yeah, but what if you had a match director who had won at Centurion as a youngster and made you all stand up once? It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where your lightweight might yeah. have, have an advantage. But you look at it across the course of a competition, you can still shoot. No match directors won Centurion. That's basically what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you can still shoot. Um, free the only centurion I know about is a drinking game where yeah, you drink a shot every. Anyway, you can still usually shoot. done standing from memory. <laughs> Start standing and it progresses to prone. Yeah, well, I, was talking, I wasn't talking about the losers, mate. I was most talking nights, about the person dubbed centurion. Most still good, standing. Most good nights do. Right, so uh, uh, didn't answer your question. The, thank you. <laughs> brought in a few more. Um, there is – match trends tend to bounce around and they usually go against over, – over sort of a longer period, they go against what the, the trends are. So the – you know, you'll see currently in Australia there has been a big trend towards, you know, most of the matches this year. In fact, probably all the matches this year have some sort of standing unsupported shot. That was present only from time to time last year. There's been a lot more sling only shots, but that's but there has been still plenty of barricades, plenty of others. So, what you will find is that um, there is not there is not a dial that you can push one way or the other, Darren. It can't be a super lightweight versus a really heavy. You've got to choose where that dial sits on that scale because uh, you will be presented with um, with standing shots. Right? Do you want a really heavy gun for that? No, but you'll be presented with some really nice prone or, or barricade sort of stuff where a really heavy gun is useful. And it's about finding that compromise that works for you. And and there is, from what I've seen, there is no right answer. It, it, it is very... Um, last year, the season was probably weighted a bit towards the heavier guns, no pun intended. But this year, it's probably a little bit more balanced in that regard. Probably a more politically correct answer from my perspective, would be essentially you're looking for a gun that's well-balanced. Yep. Because if you have a gun that um, is really heavy, mm-hmm. it's going to be particularly difficult to well, shoot. That, yeah, that's, I mean, that's another, you know, if that's you, another say, dynamic Say you've got a thing that yeah. you've got an absolute truck axle barrel yep. on the lightest, lightest possible stock you could ever have that's way front heavy. Yep. It's going to be a lot more difficult for you for a rifle that weighs the same amount to shoot freehand than it would be if you have a rifle that sort of more sort of stock heavy or better balance. So, you know, it comes down to your balance of your rifle also um, and the overall dynamics and in your ergonomics of the of the weapon system, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was your politically correct answer. Yes. What was the incorrect <laughs> answer? Because I'm more... Oh, the incorrect answer was a reference to do you, how much you know about physics. <laughs> Sorry, I thought uh, you were and playing... And they don't know anything about physics because they're asking you. 
Oh, don't ask me. I don't know <laughs> cool either. I thought they were basic. You were basically saying I was the politically correct in one, yeah. politically oh. incorrect one. I'm like, yeah. I could have been far more offensive than that. Come on, give me, give me a break. But, uh, uh, I'm the I, I accept that I'm always the incorrect. Basically, Bronte's Bronte is suggesting a vormant. Believe you should go the vormant. Can you just do all podcasts in that voice from now on, Dodgy? Please. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. uh, vomit. <laughs> I'll have to brush up on the other words that I don't know how to say. But <laughs> like all of them apart from yeah. the air and vomit. <laughs> uh, so the, um, yeah, the, there is no there is no solid answer for that, mate. It definitely isn't one one end or the other. Uh, and, and that's where I think the the favouring of, of lighter calibres has come in as a really happy compromise is if you can try and reduce that need for a heavier gun in it, then you can go lighter. But there's also a great there's a balance. There's also a great meme from was it American rifle, rifle series. series or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. essentially like you know, which one? Oh, <laughs> Try yeah. to narrow it down. There's one about the heavy rifles, and essentially the heavy rifles were a great way to cover up for lack of fundamentals. Know, fundamentals, basically. And they're only they're that, only crutch anyway. Yeah, well, it's it is absolutely right. You know, you can get away with a lot a lot more sins um, <laughs> with a big heavy gun that doesn't move. Can yeah. you? Yeah. Shit, yeah, you can. Yeah, Bloody in general, can. or yeah, in general, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. all of the oh, things. Wicked. So if I get in trouble, I'm like, nah, I got a heavy rifle in the yeah. yeah. They'll be like, oh, jeez, ah. <laughs> walk on. Yeah, jog all on. right, jog on. <laughs> jog. <laughs> jog. I can't jog if you see me jogging. Jeez, I'm drinking dimple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Righto. Um, I should check uh, check Instagram actually. So there was a, there was a question on Instagram uh, that was about uh, Vernie Karen rifles styles, uh, and would they be suitable for PRS? So I will get the uh, correct uh, terminology on that one. The speed line or speed whatever. Line yeah, the there. speed line is uh, is will Vernie Karen style action work in PRS? Well, it'll work if the action works. Um, I did run through the the rules, and at this stage, the rules doesn't rule out non bolt actions. I guess there's a there's the sort of essentially that historical reason why bolt actions have been used because yeah. all things being equal, you can it's tend you know it's easier to get a a bolt action rifle to shoot well well yeah. versus um, some of the other anything else options. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mind you, I'd always thought that it'd be pretty cool to have essentially like a a um, interrupter with like an electronic release. Yep. Instead, I thought you didn't know anything about physics. <laughs> I don't. This is electronics, just, mate. Just putting physics. words together. Yeah, he's All the same. He's a wordsmith, not a gunsmith. Oh, definitely neither. <laughs> Action, reaction, <laughs> yeah. gravity, Newtons, apples. Yeah. See, yeah. there you yeah. go. He's not that apples. Smart. Apples and stuff. Yeah. For every gravity. action, there is an opposite apple. So the uh, speaking of Apple, uh, check the iPad here, and I think the other thing that with the Vernie Karen, is that he say it? Probably not. No, probably not. That, that one, the semi semi automatics. Mm. They uh, they there probably is no sort of salp in that gun at the moment that would really be suitable. Um, and they're all sort of lightweight hunting guns that are not really change ideal. the barrel and change the barrel. Make you some sort of custom. Yeah, well, you have to customize the stock. Yeah, buy a milling machine. Yep, get onto it. Get onto it. Oh, by the way, and you'll still be missing faster than everyone else. <laughs> Bronte's milling adventures are coming up. Oh, um, uh, we'll see. We get, we get into that project. So, uh, yeah, is uh, is it possible? Don't know, mate. I, I think um, we haven't seen any 
any regularity of pump actions or anything like those lines. I don't think the speed you you watch a very competent shooter shoot a bolt action. Um, they're not missing because they're slow on running a bolt. And that's probably a really valid point. Thanks. You look at Every how how yeah. many of the <laughs> top guys time out on stages. It's not that often. They no. it's no. pretty like the, you know the top people who finish and then generally speaking the top half of the, the competition. Mm. They'll very seldomly time out on a stage. They get their rounds off, whether yeah. they hit or not. What's yeah. that video of that German or Austrian guy shooting pigs with a bolt action? Oh, that's and it's just like, quick yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you watch guys who are who are and look, guys they do, pra- do they time practice. out, but they that's not what's holding them back. Is not necessarily the speed of running the bolt is they're missing shots because they got the wind wrong or this or that. It's it's you know and and the the whole competition is built around a bolt action. So usually the time frames when when done correctly and guilty of not doing them correctly but when they're done correctly they're based around bolt action mm-hmm. so having a, a gun that um is going to be quicker is uh is like having a heavy gun to make up for lack of fundamentals so the only thing that i could think that would come in pretty handy with uh, that style yes is if you're in a awkward situation say i'm just thinking of the <laughs> that's usually afterwards at the bar well hey can be before um <laughs> breakfast yeah okay <laughs> the next morning um where you had the shooting out of those barrels where you had um, restrictions on shoulder room, mm. something like that would potentially sure. have a bit of an advantage where you don't actually have to get off the gun. You can kind of just release with your finger on the side rather than having to cycle a bolt in a restricted there, space. For any sort of scenario, you're going to be able to find like the couple of stages where it's really going to apply well. Um, but as an overall, I don't think it's any significant advantage. In fact, it's probably it's probably still advantages to bolt actions for that. Mm. Mm. And I'm not like particularly familiar with that. Are they mag fed or like sorry, box mag or tube mag? Box mag, box mag off memory. But it's yeah. only a little. Yeah, it's magazine. I think it's only three, like four round of five, four, three round. Yeah. Of, I think it sort of depends on the caliber a bit, but it's they're mm. interesting. Mm. Rifle, they, they, but they're not really the same. They're obviously, they open up with the recoil, or the, yeah, not and they've the, got the, basically they've got an interrupter in them, so. Yeah. Don't think they've got a gas system. I think they're a recoil recoil operated with an interrupter. So basically, okay. um, semi yeah. semi blows yeah. back <laughs> blows back locks open. Slide. Press the uh, press the yeah. lever. It just slides forward. Just for any any people who are listening, <laughs> semi semi automatic is not it's, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I saw that on the propaganda. news somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't Hello. seen any straight pull sort of stuff, have we? It's like the shit. <laughs> Okay. It is. It's because they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being politically correct. I'm going to be cool. correct. I'm just going to come out straight up shit. <laughs> the best straight pull that's come out of a factory is like the person who got fired for being a wanker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty straight pull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good. All right. So our next question. This is more of a comment from Scott, and uh, and appreciate it. Appreciate it, Scott. I uh, hope you all realise, another one-shot Scott comment, but I uh, hope you all realise how amazing the culture is in this sport and the clubs involved. We're constantly amazed uh, by how helpful and friendly everyone is. This is rare on this scale and uh, everyone involved should be proud of this amazing family uh, that is growing. Mm. Um, yeah, not to, not to blow all our own horns. wish I had a horn sound effect, but um, 
it's the it's the shooters, it's the people involved that make that happen. And so the the, the dudes that get out to matches and and you know to see guys who are in the top ten come off a stage and you know tell the other dudes who are in the top ten what they did, what they didn't do, what worked for them. Um, I did see a comment somewhere on Facebook that said you know the PRS guys don't generally share information on win calls and stuff and. I don't know if the bloke had been to any PRS matches or not, mm. but um, I've been to a few. In fact, I've only missed one. Uh, and is the and you've never shared a win call, have you? We, correct, because I've never yeah. had one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. never so, shared one. But I'm he also did. Yeah. He also did say the PRS shooters, which currently oh, I'm yeah, not because I've never yeah. shot. Yeah, technically, I mean, I'm a physics major here. So, well, um, so I said what someone I'd say to someone if they asked me what my win call was when I got off a stage. Yeet. Piss off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they heard me. Like, yeah, I'm a seasoned shooter. Never been there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's it is, and and you do hear guys, you know, commenting on exactly. I mean, Andy, you've shot the most mm. most recently, and and certainly see all that. So, yeah, the 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 culture is good. I've seen guys whose guns gone have gone down, and and others have offered them guns, actually to their detriment, who they nearly ran out of ammo or have ran out of ammo for. The, the match and end up having to swap guns out because they ran out of ammo because they let someone else borrow with their gun to complete stages. Um, that's uh, that's sensational to see. So um, it's you know that's a credit to the, the guys who are involved in it. So if you are concerned and thinking, oh, I don't know if these guys seem all pretty serious. Yeah, sure. Some guys, you know, this is what they really enjoy doing. They do want to take it seriously and want to see good results. But I tell you what, they also want others to see good results, uh, and and Andy and they all hate the wind. So we they, all they'll, they'll I mean, help anyone. Common enemy, yeah. common enemy. Yeah. So uh, that old yeah. chestnut. That's right. Enemy. If your enemy is my enemy, something rather. Anyway, whatever. With it is. an apple. Yeah, I'm good on Physics. quotes. Physics. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants more dimple? Right. Uh, one more from Scott from One Shot Scott. Uh, he's had a few shots. He has. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he's it's so like four shot squat. <laughs> squat, squat. <laughs> squat. I, I don't know if he does squats. That sounds uh, like a fun drinking game. Four <laughs> shots and squat. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to live broadcast that. Uh, so um, Scott says, and we'll build on Scott's question in a moment. But uh, actually, Scott, while we before we get into Scott's question, one of many Scott's questions, one shot Scott derived his name from deciding to. Uh, to he emailed me in the lead up to the Monado PRS. And he said, uh, Rusty, I'd like your advice. I'm thinking about shooting the PRS. I have uh, potentially only gun I can use is a 308 Sportco single shot rifle. Is it worth me booking in a book and shooting the PRS? And I, that is one of the best questions I've ever had, honestly, because he is, uh, you know, it seemed he had the right attitude. He, you know, he, uh, there's obviously a limitation that he's aware of, and he, he asked the question, hey, is it worth me doing it? So I, I responded to him. I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but it was along the lines of, if you are aware of the limitations you'll face and you're accepting of that and you're happy just to shoot it for the fun of shooting it and the, the, the lessons you'll take away from it, then by all means, go for it. Um, if you're going to get caught up in the fact that you didn't do so well because uh, you know you should have had a magazine – then probably don't book in. Anyway, within a day, booked in. 
And he didn't you know, came with some more information. Said he actually has a, had a gun that he was building that to, to, that was mag fed and stuff like that. But he was having some problems making it work well, and so his backup was to run a single shot. Now you guys were all present at the match to some degree at that uh, particular match where he did shoot. He ran a single shot rifle for that match, and he did not come last. In fact, he wasn't second last. He did. Fine, given his restrictions. I suspect he would have done a lot better mm. had he had a, a, a rifle that worked really well for him. He was uh, sensational. But the best thing he brought to that match, and the sport code was pretty good, but the best thing he brought along to that match was his attitude. Mm -hmm. And he was just upbeat, keen to learn, happy to chat to everyone. You know, uh, it was a wonderful uh, time and, and we all got to meet him from it and he just came with the right attitude to take as much information as way as he could and, and bring a, a real fun element to the sport. And he was loud and proud and talked about all his challenges that he's faced, but he did really well. He holds a record for the best tactical bolt exchange we've seen on a stage. So mid-stage, for whatever reason, he's like cycling the bolt and something jammed up. And he's like, you know, obviously hand-loading every round. And and he's like run off and, and in one movement, like release the bolt from the gun. In one movement that no one saw, he's run off, run to his bag, come back with another bolt, done a tactical bolt change. And like as he's hit the gun, like in at full pace, landed this bolt straight into the, the chamber and just closed it up in one foul movement and then bang, shot and hit the target. It's It was just the best tactical bolt uh, redeploy I've ever seen. So well done, <laughs> One Shot Scott, and got mm. the uh, obviously got the moniker uh, One Shot Scott and has since on, gone on to shoot with a magazine and not done so well because it mostly because it didn't feed well for him. So bring back the One Shot, mate. Bring back the One Shot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I love the attitude. It was great. So uh, uh, where do we... We will go from there. The, the question was, for the new competitor, what is the cheapest budget to get shooting in Pyrrhus? A cheapest accurate rifle, scope, rangefinder, bipod, bags, etc. How a bravo. How a bravo. Would probably be pretty hard to beat as far as a cheap, accurate rifle. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Andy, any, any thoughts? You've gone down the luxury cheap option, but... Yeah. Um, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess... I don't know. I've I've went well with previous rifles. I've went with the the cheaper sort of stuff and like with bipods and all that sort of stuff. And now I've kind of come to the conclusion of buy once, cry once. Like get the best you can afford yeah, at yeah, that but time. Let's 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 wind this back. Yeah. I think the crux of his question yeah. is like if you are on a really limited budget. Yeah. yeah, sure. Like your advice there is is really mm. good, and that's what what our normal default would be for sure. Mm. But if you are limited in funds you want to try it out you want to commit a lot of money to it mm. and you are happy and accepting the fact that you could buy stuff try it out test the sport probably gonna have to replace most of the gear you buy but at least you're shooting yep um what would you go down i'd, I'd be looking at secondhand stuff to okay. start with yep i'd like yeah. um yep. secondhand binos secondhand rangefinder like uh, there's no problem with that sort of stuff yeah like it's still going to work um like like if you can pick up a good secondhand scope, like there's usually nothing wrong with secondhand scopes unless they've really been beat up. Oh, a Vortex one, then you're safe, really. It's yeah, yeah. something with a lot of warranty. I think Pushnor do the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. lifetime warranty. Lifetime and, warranty. Yeah. And then yeah, possibly if you if you want to know the rifle that you've got from the start, then yeah, spend spend the money on a. Yep. Uh, Howers have a good name for that. Mm. The Howard yeah. Bravo is. Yeah, 
they are very accurate, right? Mm. Well, yeah, they're not the smoothest thing in the world, but you can do a bit of work to them and yep. tickle them up and polish them here and there and whatever else. But they're pretty bloody accurate rifle and they're yep. very cost effective. Yeah, I, I would uh, tend to agree. Ticker, ticker, maybe as well is a good option yeah. there. Ticker varmint, something on those lines, a little bit more expensive. But the problem with ridiculous. the ticker varmint is probably like your five shot magazine, unless you go yeah, to your CTR. Yeah, there's some options around. CTR is probably a really good suggestion. Lucky thirteen mag magazine. Lucky thirteen max mags. Oh, Twenty inches long. Yeah, that's right. It's so longer than the barrel. There. They've still got ten rounds. It's still yeah, involved. That's they right. don't yep. look yeah. aesthetically pleasing yep. to Bronte, <laughs> but I'm not going to disagree with you on the secondhand work. scope. Um, mm. Yeah, try and yeah, if you can if you can spend the same money and get a better quality scope, then mm. then great. And secondhand, you've mentioned Vortex and, and others have that lifetime warranty. So if there is a problem with it, you're still covered. Make sure that warranty is transferable though. Um, Rangefinder, don't don't bother. To start with, yeah, for sure. If we're we're trying to keep things cheap, Um, next one there, Scott of Bipod. I'll throw some money into that Mm. because don't pick up that $70 bipod. uh, I remember I I mentioned uh, last episode about that ticker that I borrowed. They they come with a bipod, they come with a high score bipod or something like that. I mean, some brand I've never heard of bipod that I won't mention. And uh, three minutes into a barricade stage, and I broke it. Um, it just the, the, when we were running training courses, you would see guys shooting, shooting rings around, you know, shooting poorly and they're doing most things right and they've got a cheaper gun. So it's not, you know, not necessarily going to shoot super well. And you're like, just half a sec, man, change that copy out for a proper Harris. You know, for mm. example, throw that down and they just bang, bang, bang. They're, they're now shooting well. That bipod will, uh, you don't have to spend. You don't have to buy an Atlas. You don't have to buy yeah. a, a you know sort of the top end sort of gear, but a good solid Harris that'll get you underway. Mm. Har- I still run my Harris. And I, yeah. I, I really like the Harris. Um, yeah, the Atlas is a yeah. sensational, but they're also twice the price. Yeah, I, I run a Harris, but it's fairly heavily modified, nearly to the price of an, an Atlas. Yeah, so, well, yeah, but a baseline Harris. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I would drilled. recommend though the whole swivel and notched legs is a pretty nice upgrade. Yes. Yeah, if you're going to buy a Harris, buy a swivel. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, bags. I'm going to socks and rice. I'm going to say, don't buy a bag. It's you guys can steal everybody else's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For your first match, um, go and just pinch uh, like ass. I mean, pinch everybody's bags and try them all. <laughs> try them all because there's so many. We're going to do a bag episode sometime soon. Probably next one. But sounds um, like a bag of laughs. Could be a bag of dicks, mate. Could go the other way. Uh, so we Rusty's bag, Rusty's sack, or something. I think I saw something. There's got a that's got a feature. Should we mention that? Yeah. So uh, the there was a stage that we we covered on the Steelpocalypse breakdown, which was the uh, the bag of uh, bags, which was actually properly named bag of dicks. I got contacted by one of our listeners, Lyle. If you're listening, thanks very much for listening. By the way, met met him over in Arizona, um, and he is uh, he. Listened to that and thought, oh, that sounds fun. I sent him the video and uh, and he said, that sounds brilliant. And he um, he ran the bag of dicks uh, as, mm. a, as a stage and uh, recorded Rusty's sack. So appreciate <laughs> the shout out, I think. Oh, Andy's gone for the night. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> let's say it was uh, an appropriately mixed response. <laughs> 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 I might have copped some heat from Regina about that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it was good. It was good fun. So, uh, how do we get on that bags? So, bags, borrow yeah. bags. Ask, mm. ask for to yep. borrow bags off people. Yeah. The other thing I did, because um, I didn't want to lash out and spend money on a like a good bag, yep. um, just went to one of those 
camping Aussie camping sort of stores. Um, get, get one of those pouch, medic pouch or something that well, they sell. Got sold. a kangaroo. And then, pouch. <laughs> Hang on, what are you talking about? And then <laughs> marsupial. So shooting. Australian, yeah. Jeez. And then yeah, I just uh, we've thrown him off. Let's just yeah. throw words. Yeah, at him. No, I've just yeah. packed him with like packing foam. Yeah, Wait, who, you packed a kangaroo with yeah, packing foam. Yeah, yeah. Why? Wow. the Joey. Yeah. Where'd you send Where him to? Yeah. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> All aspects, <laughs> including the position ones, uh, including how to pack kangaroos. Just yeah, no, just yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> carry on. You you went to a Aussie camping shop in Europe, and in your thong, and you bought. Said, hey, bro, they're not my jandals. <laughs> Where did Europe come from? Uh, well, like. Historically, this is like going to cover. This is going to take a fair while to cover off. Um, we're going to have to look up some history and some. Where did Europe know, come from? Yeah, yeah. It's separated from. Yeah, uh, like, uh, still Was that us? I don't know. When yeah. Tectonic plate. We're going to have yeah. to go. This, next, physics. Next episode will be about physics and tectonic. That's geology. Plates. Nobody likes geology. <laughs> All right. Um, PHP. Sorry, what was your question? Something about bags. Anyway. Anyway, oh, wasn't I my think question. Regina hates me. I think was the, right. the yeah good. Rusty's right. got a rusty bag. <laughs> <laughs> now you went to a camping shop from and a you bought some kangaroos. <laughs> we're never get, we're never getting this question. No, that's right. Because right. none of us could remember what it was. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on to the last question. Uh, this is Matt Clark. Uh, what would be and this is sort of building on from Scott's uh, question about the cheapest uh, setup. Best rifle option, brand and model, in your opinion, if I'm new to PRS and looking to get involved. However, thinking long-term with something, there's plenty of options to upgrade as I progress. Have done a bit of research and liking the Howard 1500, but wanted some other thoughts. Anyone got any other thoughts? Or you're, you're settling to back him in for the Howard? Tick attack. Tick attack. Uh, the, if you can look past the questionable machining, the RPRs are relatively accurate. Rugas, yeah. Bagara. Actually, yeah. I've shot a couple of those Bagaras, and they're actually quite a nice. Yeah. They're nice not really rifle. cheap, but they're not expensive as such. Yep. I'd, I'd quite rate them. Yeah. Um, I've looked at a lot. There's a lot of um, options that have a detachable mag and just run factory setup. Hmm. Uh, the ticker. The CTRs. And C- CTR, they're yeah. Another pretty good option. Again, they're not like as cheap as a Howard Bravo, but they're not much more. Hmm. Um. Some of the Remington models come with a ta- detachable yeah, they've, mag. They've, they've brought out a uh, chassis there's, one, there's haven't they? Remington. A lot, a, a lot have. Um, That's the that cat's are, tested one, isn't it? Yeah, the, that right. are AICS <laughs> compatible as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, hmm. there's a lot now, like yeah. recently released, That's trying the, to capture that. Um, what what they're asking for, like good entry level. Yeah, I think uh, th- there is no end of options for you, Matt, and and perhaps we'll go around the room in a second. Everyone can just name a brand and model that they would choose if they were in that situation. Um, the the other one, but the, the, the kicker that you've got in there is uh, plenty of options to upgrade as you progress. Um, the first upgrade would be to get rid of the thing that got you into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I really like this. Ugh, what's that? So the, there is certainly thought that... Uh, you will no, you're a snob. You wouldn't hang around with the first rifle you bought, would you? 
I still have the first. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, sorry. Yes, I do. I do. I, don't I do. Have the first borrowing pin. It looked at me sideways. I'm like, never again. No, I still have the first rifle I bought. It was a Gamo 440 Hunter slug gun. Very good. So one one of the things there is that you you'll find and. I think that I've seen over the course of the last few years that Pyrrhus has existed in Australia is that guys have bought their gun, their production-type gun, used it until they built a new one. They've not really done extensive upgrades to it. All the guys, there was about eight guys from production last year who went up to open. I believe that all of them entered with new rifles. They didn't pimp out the old I, one they had. I guess maybe what he's... Asking, I'm not sure because you know we're in a similar sort of situation. Is is it factory threaded? Maybe like is that what he's talking about? Upgrading it, like adding a muzzle brake. Doesn't he? Do, doesn't doesn't, doesn't yeah, go into it. Yeah, happy to explore those options for sure. When I've been looking at it, um, as far as price point and that, I've, it's got to have a threaded muzzle from factory. So Agreed. Can, yep. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as you start um, changing things, then you're out of production. Yeah, you may as well be. Doing it properly. Things have probably changed though since most of us would have started shooting. Because I guess you go back well, thirty one years ago. So yeah, but you know, <laughs> but as in like uh, there wasn't the availability of bespoke high quality custom actions. Sure, a lot of people started off with the questionable Remington seven hundred. Yep, and then. The they replaced question. pretty much everything on it except question. for the little bit that held had the serial number. Questionable being whether they're in, still in business or not. But anyway, yes, well, carry but on. Yeah, that's that's essentially this philosophy of upgrading. You know, they started off with a stock standard Reming seven hundred yep. and replaced everything on it apart from the serial number. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then have finally got to this sort of somewhat of reliable and four gun. They're, they're pretty pretty decent mm. um, gun at the end of the day. Whereas I guess nowadays. You, you wouldn't really go down that path because you go, no. well, I'm going to pay fifteen hundred bucks for whatever it is, a thousand bucks for it, then spend another two grand. Well, I might as well just go buy that impact or it's you sh- know, it's, it's defiance probably, or whatever if you're in that market. It's probably something that's, that's even been been true since we started this podcast nearly nearly four years ago. Where uh, four years ago would have been like, yeah, get a get a Remy and and then yeah, you pimp it out and away you go, and there's all these bits and pieces for it. Whereas now. Advice is probably, mate, get something, get a Howard Bravo, get a Lithgo, get a Tac A1, get a something like that. Thrash the crap out of it and utilise it, get to know it, get, get learn, cut your teeth on it and then build your, build your gun that you want to Then cast it with. out. Then cast it out and yeah. never, never be touched Big again. ceremony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll do what everybody else does. Stick it in the back of the safe and keep it as a spare Hashtag in case you, you break it. Hashtag use guns. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- abused guns? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, point, I get those point, confused. Point two MOA all day. All day. Only done yeah. 200 rounds. Yeah. 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 200 rounds plenty in the last of, week. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of barrel off. <laughs> yeah. If you cut off the first 10 inches. Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right. We're going to go around. You're going to choose a, 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 a brand and a model. Andy, what are you going to choose, mate? Um, I'd, I'd go the CTR, Tika CTR. Because, yeah. yeah, I think you've got a solid action there. You can. Just ask Work a brand model. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's right. Good, good call. Fronty? Uh, how bravo. How bravo, yeah. How bravo. Oh, you're not going to the Bagara? Yeah. Well, nah. I'll, I'll say nah. the Bagara for you. I'll, yeah. right, I'll, I'll go to the Bagara. Because, yeah, it took a But what model Bagara? The uh, it's I'd, I'd HMR, HMR 14. 14? Yeah, I'd spend the right money on a better scope, to be honest. Get mm. an hour. Yeah. 
Yeah, look a bit more HMR. Yeah, yeah. There's there's three, four, four different suggestions, three different suggestions for you. Uh, that'd be good. Um, and we're also chucking the Lithgow 105 in there, which has been shooting really well from a few guys were running them out at the comps on the uh, the weekend. So it's good to get them out there and uh, see how they're going. They're going well. So that's uh, it's good. All right, we have uh, tackled a couple of episodes of questions. Some we uh, we answered properly. Some we probably didn't. In fact, I'm not sure we answered any of them. I don't the think I'd call any of them properly answered. <laughs> mm. I'd call were, them all properly answered and just... There were responses provided. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We yeah. answered your questions. We ignored a couple. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Have you ever seen politicians answer questions? You're <laughs> not confused. once. You're more confused when you ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they tell ah, you the well question that, that we you asked. You know physics and there's an apple. There's an apple. It fell an from the tree and... Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Good. Yep. 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 We're going to uh, we're going to just check all this, make sure we cover them all off or not or close to them, guys. Uh, do uh, if you are listening, just flick us up a uh, a question. There is a new uh, website uh, coming if it's not already up yet, and there is an option to submit questions there. Oh, there is a oh bloody one shot. Scott sneaked in one extra question. Any plans for a club night shoot? Hey, Scott, uh, our particular club cannot shoot at night. We can only shoot between dusk and dawn, so we don't have That's plans. drinking time, mate. That's Didn't drinking. we listen? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot shoot a uh, night shoot. No uh, one rocks up. They're all at the pub. Darwin already do a night shoot. Uh, that will be really down drinking's to... Drinking's no fun in Darwin, apparently. <laughs> and they can just drink later. Uh, they, uh, they drink 4X. That's, that's breakfast time. The drinking time's breakfast time. Sure, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, it's you know what? Like tomorrow I'm drinking at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> See how oh. my day goes. <laughs> oh, I bet it will be the happiest day you've had in a long it, time. Well, probably not. Standard for unemployed. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that, that is a bit harsh, actually. <laughs> or oh, maybe but, it's not harsh. But fair. Uh, so <laughs> the we don't go to bed, you dumbass. <laughs> We can't afford breakfast. We don't wake up. <laughs> Stay awake. <laughs> right. So uh, anyway, that's it. Um, we're done. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.